Bridge Towards Holiness podcast. I'm Michael Kidwell, and my dad is out of town this weekend. Um, so we have a special guest um, that is going to fill in. Um, I'm going to allow him to introduce himself. I'm Austin Kidwell, the second oldest Kidwell of the boys, um, the middle child of three, Michael's younger brother, and uh, I'm glad to be here. Thank you for allowing me to be here. I know I'm not going to be able to fill the shoes of dad, but uh, <laughs> I'm glad I get to be here. Yeah, I don't think either one of us can fill those shoes. Yeah. Um, but Austin has been on the podcast before. Um, we actually recorded a podcast at your store. Yeah, we did. It was a lot of fun. Um, it was good, great pleasure to be able to have you at the store, even during the store hours. It was mm-hmm. it was pretty fun. It was it was cool. Yeah, because I remember during the podcast, you would come in and out like mid conversation mm-hmm. and go to talk to customers or something. Yeah, um, business calls, right? <laughs> So, um, Austin, today we're going to be talking about how in the MLB or any sport, how they will trade players from one team to another to better that team and how teams will also pay like top dollar to go and get these guys to join their team. Mm -hmm. And so, um. What, what is your thoughts about how, like, are, is there, like, a particular trade that comes to mind or um, just, like, what are your thoughts on this subject? Yeah, um, um, as the viewers, I'm sure, know, uh, everybody in the Kidwell household is our Astros fans. Um, and I'm sure y'all have talked plenty about the Astros, and I've heard y'all talk about them. Yeah. And being an Astros fan, you know, that's where I have to direct my attention to. And there's two players that uh, come to mind when it comes to tra- trading for top dollar. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, the one, the first uh, that happened the longest ago was the George Springer trade. Mm-hmm. Um, that He was definitely paid some top dollar money for that position um, right. in trade. And then we all know the Carlos Correa scandal that went down and whatnot, and he asked for a lot of money. Dude and was signed by three separate three teams, teams in like a month. Yeah, and uh, a couple of different things happened, but I mean, when, you know, in my opinion, when money's more important than the game, uh, I guess you get the privilege of asking for that much. Right. So, and um, in unpopular opinion, he didn't show up too much for the Astros when it came time for the playoffs. I don't think he was worth the amount he got. So that's just my opinion. I don't know. Take it or leave it. So (laughs) hot take. I completely agree with you. Thank you. Because at his tail end of the career run with the Astros, he was so injury prone. And it seemed like every season he was getting hurt whether it was his back, whether it was his ribs. It was yeah. just always something. Yeah, I and mean, so, I'm not any uh, um, analyst for sports or anything like that, but I know when we were on that playoff run, um, he was one of our top uh, strikeout guys. I mean, he mm-hmm. was, you expect, you know, Carlos Correa, star shortstop, to perform at bats, and 
He just was not. And if any of y'all watched the most recent World Series, Jose Altuve was doing the same thing. I mean, he was not clutch like yeah. the yeah, normal yeah, yeah. Altuve. And um, so, I mean, yeah, Carlos Correa, I mean, he got some money, but it was and it was a lot of money. But uh, in my opinion, probably wasn't worth that much. Right. Um, and so um, another thing that um, comes to mind when we talk about this subject is how a lot of the times players, like you said with Correa, was asking a lot of money when back in the day people would just play for the love of the game. Oh, yeah. And so um, to tie this all in, I'm coming out of 1 Corinthians 6. If you have a Bible and you want to turn there, you can. I'm going to be in verse 19. And it says, Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? For you were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So just like how people will ask for all this money when it comes to baseball and teams will go out and spend money on these guys. Um, Jesus kind of did the same thing for us. Yeah. Because we are born sinners. Yeah. We deserve death. Yeah. But yet God sent his son to show us how to live a perfect life, even mm-hmm. though we're, we can't. And our sins were bought at a price. Yeah. He, he yeah. paid that price. He did. I mean, we just went through the um, Easter holiday. Mm-hmm. And just because Easter's over doesn't mean Christ has stopped being risen. Exactly. And He's so, alive. Yeah. And so it's crazy to think that I deserve that same death he went through. Mm-hmm. But yet he not only willingly, lovingly took my place and did that. So that not only can I enjoy life, but I can enjoy eternal life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, growing up in church, you grow up with that knowledge of knowing that our sins were bought with a price. And that price was Jesus dying on the cross for us and for our sins. And um, I, I see it in my perspective and being able to grew up in the society that we are in now with the generation that I'm in, um, you know, you don't, first of all, you don't get that, uh, you don't get that talked about a lot in today's society, Mm -hmm. especially in my generation. The fact that our sins are bought and they have been paid for at at the price of Jesus's death on the cross. um, It's just, it's not talked about. And, and it's, crazy to know that there's so many of the youth and young adults in um in this world right now that know they're sinners and mm-hmm. even know what sin is and they're living in this sin but they don't know how to um move past that sin right. they don't know that jesus has already died on the cross for them they, he's already paid the price for their sins and even better than that he didn't just die on the cross to pay for our sins he rose from the grave Mm -hmm. and and now 
if you just accept that and and accept him in your heart, then you can, just like you mentioned earlier, you can live an eternal life in heaven with Jesus. Um, there's, there's just so many young adults and youth in the, today's society that n- struggle with sin, secret mm-hmm. sin and everything. And they don't know how to move past that sin. They don't mm-hmm. know that that sin has been bought. Well, not just that. Um, whenever I was a youth leader, when y- you were in youth, there was a lot of youth that were like, oh, well, my granny is saved, so I'm covered. She prays yeah. for me, so I'm covered. Yeah. Or my my mom and dad bring me here, and... Um, they're saved, so I'm good. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, it, it's like a secondhand faith. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, they're good, so I'm good. Yeah, when it's, it's, like, it's, um, it's not like guilty by association. Yeah. It's kind of like that price that Jesus did pay um, just isn't, I mean, it's so sad to have to think of it that way, but it's almost as if that price um, isn't real enough to them. Mm-hmm. And, they see it as such a cushion, cushion thing. And we had our men's breakfast this morning. And mm-hmm. that was mission, mentioned during the men's breakfast on how um, how today's men are, are so cushioned and um, we're not the same as we used to be because mm-hmm. that price that was paid for our sins, it used to be real and it should still be. And in my heart, it is real. But I mean... Back in, you know, when I was even younger, it was even so much more real than it is now Mm -hmm. that the fact that of Jesus dying on that cross for our sins and the fact that we don't have to live every day in our sin, it's it's just like not only do they struggle with it, but they don't want to accept that Jesus has taken that sin from them. So that they, so because of that, they continue to, we, I'm not going to just con- say they, because I, I deal with it too, and mm-hmm. I struggle with it too, because there's many days that I struggle with my sin, and I don't take a step back and realize Jesus has already won this battle. Mm-hmm. Jesus has already paid this price for the sin that I'm going through, so I don't have to go through this anymore. He's already paid this price, and so... I know that I I don't have to worry about that sin anymore, and and so there, I feel like it it should be a mission as Christians to make the gospel message so much more real. However, it mm-hmm. may mm-hmm. need to happen, it just needs to become more real in today's society. That way, that that price, just like we we talk we were talking about those players, that high dollar price that has been paid for them to get mm-hmm. traded. I mean, this is a high price that Jesus paid. The ultimate the price. The ultimate price of death that he paid for our sins. Yeah. And and it's just not recognized. Well, not just that, but then on the other side you have the ones that'll um that'll just keep on sinning and be like, "Oh, well, God's grace is sufficient. He'll forgive me every time." Yeah. When you, you can't just overdo God's grace. Yeah. I mean, that if if you were to go up to your parents and constantly do wrong and your parents are like, you know what, I'm done, like 
some parents will kick you out. Some parents will um, do all these things. But God won't give up on you. But still, that's not an excuse mm-hmm. to overuse and over um, just get out of the way. Like, yeah. you shouldn't take his love and his grace for granted. Yeah, exactly. Because you you just going and be and sinning, and before you even do it, you're like, oh, God's grace is enough. I'll be fine. Like that's a very dangerous place to be in. Yeah, and uh, for I mean, something I struggle with uh, specifically as a man in Christ is um, the spiritual pride of it, mm-hmm. um, especially growing up in the church. Um, never missing a Sunday morning, never missing a Wednesday night, always going to youth service, I mean, church camp, living at a church camp. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know, you were surrounded by the, the um, gospel, and that's not a bad thing. I'm not putting that down because I have no regrets and couldn't have asked for a better opportunity from um, God himself, but... I, I look back now and even still now some a lot of times and see how I've allowed that um, this holier-than-thou attitude mm-hmm. come out for me and my spiritual pride come out for me. And um, uh, there's been plenty of times where um, Jesus has, you know, had to slap me on the wrist and realize, you know, mm-hmm. the same thing as I we've been saying. These, this sin that you're committing, I it's been paid for, and and uh, you're not helping anybody by committing this mm-hmm. sin. Mm-hmm. You're only hurting yourself. And uh, I realize that a lot, and I and it's a daily struggle for me, because uh, you know, in my business and my everyday life, I'm surrounded by the world, twenty four seven, and so I have to be able to think conscious enough and wise enough to be able to not put myself in such a holier than thou attitude or spiritual um, and not allow my spiritual pride to get in the way but just to be genuine because that's really I feel like what Jesus wants from us the most is to be genuine Christians who have Mm -hmm. just a heart full of love ears to listen to people um, and and a heart to um, love people because he um, he's given us his love to give to other people, and he's given us his wisdom to know the right things to say, to mm-hmm. know the right things mm-hmm. to do, and uh, it's a, it's a it's a battle daily yeah. to be able to be wise and genuine with um, what you do, what you say, even what you hear. And uh, I'm in the perfect atmosphere to, you know, get attacked from every angle mm-hmm. and um, I have to be as wise as possible and uh, know that Jesus has paid the price and I don't have to deal with the sin um, that's around me I don't have to deal with the sin that I'm going through and I can just give it to him he's mm-hmm. already paid the price right. the battle's already won there's no reason Austin should be dealing having to deal with this sin i'd have to give it over to jesus and mm-hmm. that's where that pride thing comes in yeah I f- my pride gets in the way and i'm thinking i'm great but in the and what i end up doing and not realize i'm doing is i'm doing it on my own mm-hmm. and 
that's not what Jesus wants from us. He wants to stand right next to us and do it with us yeah. every day. And then um, when it comes to sharing the gospel with other people, how if there's that spiritual pride, you're going to miss that opportunity. Because like whenever we go out to Mardi Gras, the first thing we always are told to do is repent. Yeah. Because you can't go out there and tell other people to repent if you first haven't. I mean, that's the definition of a hypocrite right, right. there. And when I have seen myself become a hypocrite so many times mm-hmm. throughout my life because I've been surrounded um, in the church, you know, my whole life. Um, all 20 years that I've been on this earth, um, my dad has been in ministry, not all not every year has been full-time ministry but most of it has mm-hmm. um and so being in that atmosphere my whole life i've caught myself wanting the world i mean our sinful nature in us wants the world and um going to school with your my uh with dad being in the schools with kit club mm-hmm. and going into the school everybody knows who i am everybody knows who my dad is Everybody knows me as the church boy. Yeah, so you already had a target on your back. Yeah, and I, like I said, my sinful nature wanted what everybody else was doing and Mm -hmm. what everybody else wanted. And I just found myself, you know, getting caught up, being that hypocrite, being not the good, the example I should have been, really. Um, And and I look back now and I I honestly um, have... You know, too many regrets when it comes to mm-hmm. some of the relationships I had in high school. You know, what if I did this? What if I did that? You know, what if I would have prayed for this person? All of these different thoughts come to mind. But because honestly, I my pride got in the way. Mm-hmm. I was scared. And when I take a step back and look back, I mean, it's one of my biggest regrets is not allowing God to work through me more mm-hmm. while I was in while I was in school. But now that God has opened a new door in my life with this business, I only see it as an even bigger opportunity to be able to share that gospel and um, put my pride to the side, put my selfish ways to the side, and just be genuine and open-hearted to those around me. Yeah, and so this is kind of where I differ from you and Jacob because... For the longest time, um, when I was growing up, I mean, of course, there's quite a bit of years in between you and I, Yeah. but before you were born, we would go to church um, on Sundays and Wednesdays, but dad wasn't te- a part of any ministry yet. Yeah. And so during the week and during the weekends, <clears throat> if we weren't doing church, it was baseball. Yeah, And so it was school practice or school game or Saturday we would always be traveling to go play a game. And so my world revolved around hanging out with mom and dad yeah. and playing baseball. Yeah, And so it, it took me until um, I got into high school whenever dad started fully coming into full-time ministry yeah. that... Um, the Lord really had to take that from me. 
because that was my world. And he's like, not anymore. You're, you're done. I'm taking this away from you. Yeah. And so that's what he did. And then that's when he opened the door for me to start drumming. And he's like, I'm going to fill that void that I'm, that is going to be there. And I'm going to put this there so that you now have something to refocus on. Yeah. And I think that's an important thing that you're mentioning and talking about there is doors opening and doors closing seasons Mm -hmm. in our life. The uh, best example about seasons is what went on at our church. Our church owned a uh, camp. And all summer long, we would do church camp. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd do day day camps, week-long camps, weekend camps. I mean, from the start of summer to the end of summer, there was not a day that there wasn't some sort of camp going on. And then and, throughout the rest of the year, we would have just random yeah, weekend exactly. retreats. And so you're doing camp and church all at the same time. And, I mean, God did an amazing work through that time. But uh, after um, Harvey, um, you know— like Pastor John and Dad always talks about, that season started to change. Mm -hmm. And God started redirecting their hearts and their church's heart to just to become just a church. Mm -hmm. And so the church sold the camp, and now we're just strictly a church. And we've seen so much um, growth growth in the church, and, you know, there's no regret in doing that. And in my life and in your life, what we just shared, I mean, it can be a season changing as big as that, but it can be a season changing in your own personal life mm-hmm. as yours, as your life changed, as my life changed. I mean, I um, was in collegiate, so I was doing high school classes and college classes all at the same time. And if you want a um, dose of stress, go ahead and do a week full of yeah, collegiate. I, I don't um, envy <laughs> what you did at all. And so I graduated from college the very next week I graduated from high school. And the very next week, I opened my business for the first time. Yes. In three weeks, less than a month, my life got thrown up, pulled back down, spun around a couple times. And I found myself um, at night just staring at the wall saying, Is this what I want to do? Man, Man, I didn't, I forgot to breathe. But that was that season changing Mm -hmm. in my life. Mm -hmm. Maybe it happened a lot faster than I wanted it to. And honestly, it did. I wish I would have um, did a lot of different things. Um, I wish I would have been able to have a couple of different opportunities probably. But now that I'm in the season that I'm in, I'm full heartedly going Mm -hmm. at it. I'm trying to be as successful as I can as long as God is in the center of it. That season, it changed extremely fast mm-hmm. for me you I had mean, to grow up very fast i had to grow up extremely fast and not only did i graduate twice and open my business i moved out of my parents house as well mm-hmm. um in the middle of all of that um which was my decision i didn't have to move out but um it just made sense mm-hmm. at the time and yeah uh, there's some opportunities for me to be able to be closer to work and be able to work more which that's all i wanted to do I had a business riding on my shoulders and I just mm-hmm. wanted to be successful and I wanted to do whatever I had to do. And if that included moving out of my parents' house, then okay. Which <laughs> I wasn't complaining about. Um, I'm, I'm definitely okay yeah, that's, living by myself. Yeah, so. you, you were ready to leave. Mom and dad had to kind of kick me out. Yeah, <laughs> that's where <laughs> another thing we differ. Yeah, I was definitely ready. 
I I remember having discussions with, you know, other people and telling them, I'm going to be the guy that moves out of my parents' house at 18. And I wasn't far off. I was 19. Mm -hmm. So, you know, goals. (laughs) But, (laughs) uh, yeah, seasons change. But Mm -hmm. to redirect it to the main point, you know, even through these seasons, whether the first season is a struggle and he changes that season and closes that door Mm -hmm. to open you up to a new opportunity of something better, um, the main thing to remember, and y'all are probably tired of hearing me say it, but it's so important that um, whatever you were going through back then, don't bring it with you when that new season comes. Don't bring it. When mm-hmm. that door is closed, mm-hmm. you turn around and you go forward. And that also ties into the fact that Jesus paid the price for you to be able to let go of what happened in the past and mm-hmm. look at tomorrow as a new opportunity. And I think that's very important because um, there's so many things you could tie in to Jesus paying the price for us, which he did. But it's just so important to know that what happened yesterday, um, we have to be able to let go of mm-hmm. because Jesus paid for yesterday. Yeah. He paid for the sins of yesterday so that we can move on to tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And just like with farming, there is a time where you have to sow. Yeah. And you have to put in some really hard work yeah. in order for the crops to grow. Mm-hmm. But whenever you put in that work, you're bound to reap the harvest. And so, like you were saying, some seasons there's going to be struggle. But like we were talking about at the men's breakfast this morning, when you've done all you can do, stand. Yeah. <clears throat> don't don't sit and squander. Stand mm. firm. Yeah. Because... The next season, you're going to reap what you sown, yeah. whether it's good or whether it's bad. So yeah. there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, and so with, with that, um, Austin, you want to close us out in prayer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be glad to do that. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much um, for the word that you have presented um, for us, Father God, I thank you for the opportunity that is in front of me, Father God, and I will ask that you just open the ears of all the listeners, Father God, and open their hearts so that they can receive um, whatever it is that you have for them, Father God. I ask that you use me and Michael uh, to be able to speak life into somebody out there, Father mm-hmm. God. And Lord, I ask that you just bring that realization that um, Jesus paid that price for our sins on that cross. Uh, Bring that realization to somebody, Father God, so that they can let go of the things of yesterday. They can let go of that sin that they're struggling with, and they can breathe new breaths, your Mm -hmm. breaths, Father Mm -hmm. God, that you put into us, Father God. So I I ask that you continue to strengthen us every day, give us wisdom, Father God, and give us love to give to other people, Father God. And I thank you so much for it what you're doing in my life, what you're doing in Michael's life, and what you're doing in everybody's lives, Father God. Mm -hmm. And I ask that you continue to do a work 
and me, Michael, and this generation, Father God, that need you so desperately right now. I say continue to blow your spirit in through all of us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And Lord God, I also want to pray for this new season that's coming, Lord God. Whether it's a new job, whether it's a move, whether it's um, coming into a new platform. Lord God, I just pray for anyone and everyone that's listening that's going into a new season. Lord God, that it would be in your will. It would be in your way. Lord God, that you would open doors. You would shut doors. Lord God, that your wind would blow through it all, Lord God, and that your spirit would fill every void. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. And with that, this is the Pitch Towards Holiness podcast. I'm Michael Kidwell with my special guest. I'm Austin Kidwell. Thank you for listening.